And welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Anti-Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, do be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast. And we really want you to DM us with any questions you have or any requests for future episodes, because we want to talk about what you want to hear. But for today, we're going to jump into a fairly juicy topic uh, for anyone who's on social media, handling the haters. Yes. And as romance writers, I feel like, unfortunately, we know what it's like to deal with hate and negativity um sadly people seem to hate on the romance genre a lot and if you're a writer on social media you probably know what it's like to be tagged in like a negative review or a snarky tweet um or thread about your writing or your books and in a word all of this kind of really sucks Mm. but just because you're exposed to negativity doesn't mean that you have to just sit there and take it so on today's episode we thought it would be helpful to talk about our individual spirit experiences dealing with that negativity and what we do to combat it when it's aimed at our genre and our books, and even if it's ever been aimed at us individually. So, Skye, um, do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about your experiences first? Sure, uh, <laughs> sure I can. Um, gosh, it's, it's like, where do we start? Do we start yeah. big with the genre or do we start yeah. with uh, individual experiences? Like, where should I start? <laughs> I think, um, I mean, you start wherever you feel comfortable to. I feel like people listening to this podcast are very aware of how, of like the hate that romance gets as a genre, you know what I okay. mean? Okay. People know like how crappy it is and what BS it is. Um, that is true. We are, we are podcasting mostly to Romance Landia. Hi guys, we love you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think, yeah, probably not belaboring that point, although I did just see a great article yesterday um, that came out. It was a it was an editorial about the death of a very prominent uh, uh, Joanna Lindsay um, and the way in which she was memorialized or eulogized in the New York Times and how it's just a continuation of the sort of belittling not sort of, of the belittling of our genre uh, and the way in which she actually deserved to be eulogized as opposed to the way in which she actually was, which is, you know, a bodice ripper writer uh, sort of. And, the, you know, I think there's even like ideas of like glorifying rape and different things. So, yeah, uh, our, our listeners are well aware of the shade that gets thrown at the genre in general um, and how like absolutely absurd that is because we're absolutely a legitimate genre of literature and for as many you know sort of like for as many lighthearted books as there are in the genre there's plenty of of excellent literary writing and that is true of every single genre uh but it's it's so easy and so strange how we dismiss sex and love as is somehow less but so i'm gonna hate on the hate for that uh, <laughs> you know gonna do that 
Um, I don't know, just genre-wise, Sarah, do you, uh, like, you know, I did that, uh, I did that podcast with um, Boobies and Newbies where we talked a lot about the romance novel covers and how, like, that adds to or detracts from the legitimacy of the genre. I mean, but you're right, like, this is kind of a thing that us and our listeners have gone over a lot. Like, I guess, broad, broad strokes, is there anything there for you? Like, do you come Um, up against that too much? I, so, yeah, like, I... The thing is, is, um, so for me, there's a difference between somebody who just doesn't, you know, like they read a book and they just don't like it and then they move on with their lives. Um, I think most of us can think of, you know, some, a book that we've read that it just like wasn't our thing, but then we didn't go online and, you know, freak out about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we just like, okay, yeah, I didn't like that book. It wasn't really my thing. And I don't have a problem with people who, read my book or read romance and just don't like, it just doesn't connect with them or whatever, because, um, you know, there are plenty of things that I don't like. You don't have Mm -hmm. to like everything. Um, so it's not, it's not like, I don't consider that hate. What I consider hate in this context is like people belittling, like you said, or being disrespectful or making fun of your writing or, uh, your work or the genre that you belong to. Um, And unfortunately, that's just something that every author you're going to have to deal with if you put your work out for anybody to read. Yeah. So I guess like for me, and not that anybody needs to like live the way that I do, but a rule that I have is I don't read like reviews. I don't read bad Mm -hmm. reviews. I don't like if somebody um, is being really sweet and they tweeted at me and they're like, oh, I loved your book or your writing. Like, I'll obviously read that. That's really sweet and generous of them to do that. But I'm not, like, I I know that there are some people who, you know, like, for fun or, you know, because they're trying to be funny, like, they'll read bad reviews that people have um, written about them. And I don't do that. It's just not something that I think is healthy for me to do. (laughs) I don't know. Smart. Um, Yeah. Like, so I won't go on, like, Goodreads. I'm not going to go... Um, you know, cause I don't know. I feel like Goodreads is kind of like a dumpster fire sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, um, depending on, you know, what you use Goodreads for, mm-hmm. um, it can be great. It's a great way to track what you're reading. And, um, you know, I go on there and I leave reviews for the books that I love reading, but like, I think sometimes people can be very negative and they can perpetuate a lot of like negative and, um just kind of downer behavior uh so that would be my first (laughs) suggestion or for how I handle um this sort of thing I'm not gonna go on a platform and just you know make myself deal with a bunch of negative crap that I don't have to deal with so I just won't um I don't know if you have techniques um I do read my reviews. I'm super curious to see what people say. Um, There are, you know, middle of the road reviews where it's like, oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, because like, no, you're not going to, not everybody's going to like it. That's, that's fine. That, that's fine. Um, There are always, and specifically on Goodreads, less on Amazon, honestly, for me, um, there are like, there will pop up like a one star review from someone with, you know, like no photo and it's just like Mm -hmm. one star or like there was one that like had all these random hashtags about how garbage romance 
novels were. It's like, all right, but you're just a troll. Like, but that's it. Like, you didn't, you didn't, I, I don't think you read my book. Like, it's, it's not an actual review of my work. It's like, clearly, you just came on here to throw shade, which, honestly, it's kind of funny, but, like, they say algorithmically, you don't actually want all of your reviews to be five stars. Although I want you to give me five star reviews, please, if you like my book, <laughs> leave all the reviews. But truly true, if you read my book and didn't love it and you want to say that, like, I mean, do say it because there is a certain, especially like on Amazon, I've understood, like, if you have all only five star reviews, there's a certain amount of like, okay, but how many times did your mom create a profile? Um, which... <laughs> You know, but like I'm, I'm very, I'm very honored with the the reviews that I've gotten. Like I'm over the moon with how many people have said, like, come out and said they enjoyed the books. I just had somebody like mock up a photo of the off the record epilogue because she wanted to give me a review uh, on Instagram, and I was just like, oh my god, thank you. Um, so sweet. Oh my gosh. I know it was fantastic. Um, so, you know, I was just like, I, you know, you get all the positive reviews, but there is something to like, not everybody like. Not everybody's going to love it. That's cool. You don't have to love it. But there is that line between like, oh, they didn't care for the book and like, oh, no, you didn't read the book. You just you just wanted to come on here and make some trouble. All right. That's fun for you. Um, so, yeah, like it's very Zen of you not to read them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed uh, by your by your discipline there. Um, Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's um. You know, in terms of like review wise, like there is a clear difference between someone who's honestly telling people I didn't care for this book. And then those people who are like, just, you know, like, yeah, just like trolls and, and many times bots. It's fine. Um, such is the nature of the digital life. Um, yeah, that's and it's I think it's important to make that distinction because I don't want to make it seem like just because somebody, you know, doesn't enjoy something that automatically means that they hate it it doesn't it's you know people who people are bots you know yeah take time out of their day to be nasty and that's not like that's not something that you sh you need to concern yourself with um i i remember something that like my mom used to do that kind of like i try to think about whenever i because it's totally impossible to avoid all negative comments, especially if you're going to be on social media, like somebody's going to tag you or like somebody's going to be like, Oh, Hey, I saw this thing about you. Like, and you're just like, Oh, that's fantastic. I, now I feel terrible about myself. Uh, but, um, I remember, um, so my mom, she used to do this thing where she, every day after work, she would play solitaire to sort of like unwind after her shifts before she went to bed and whenever I'd be home, um, you know, we'd be chatting or whatever. And sometimes I would like vent to her about life stuff like you do, you know, like annoying, <laughs> annoying work stuff or like somebody was a jerk or like dealing with all this annoying crap. And she would always I remember this very distinctly. She, she would always um, she would always just be like looking at her card game, but she would be talking to me. She'd be like, forget about them. They're just jerks or losers or whatever. Like they're not worth your time. And she wouldn't even like like that is as much as she would acknowledge that, like she wouldn't really exert a lot of her energy to, um, mm. to like address the situation. But every time I had something like exciting or funny or positive to talk about, she would always like stop what she was doing and she would like give her my attention or give me her attention. 
And I, I think I finally like figured out what was up with that. Like, I feel like because she wasn't giving any um, like energy to that negative stuff, she was kind of saying like, this isn't worth my time and it shouldn't be your, like worth your time either. Yeah. But like when there was something happy and exciting to talk about, she was 100% all in. So for me, I try to like, so maybe this is a little bit silly, but every time I, you know, hear something offhandedly that in the moment I'm like, ah, that really hurts my feelings. I ask myself, would my mom look up from her game of solitaire for this? And honestly, honestly, most of the time she wouldn't. And that makes me think like, okay, then I don't need to concern myself with this. I'm going to move on and I'm going to focus on like the other, you know, the 10 other people who have said wonderful things about what I've done. And then I just, I don't know, that like helps me feel better. So I don't know if. Oh my God. I love that so much. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Would my mom look up from her game of solitude? That is amazing. What a perfect like barometer. Like what a yeah. perfect barometer. That is brilliant. Thank you. Um, I, she I have to ask, like, what did your mom do? You said she got off from her shift. Oh my like, gosh, she did? yeah. She used to, she was um, the overnight customer service, customer service manager at Walmart. So she oh. had to deal with a lot of bullshit. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I feel like because that was her job and she was so good at her job, like she kicked ass at her job. Her coworkers loved her. Customers loved her because she, you know, she had a, a great personality. She knew yeah. how to, you know, interact with people and she also knew how to like let things go that just were not worth her time because I feel like if she let herself get worked up about you know somebody being a jerk or somebody being rude like that would just completely ruin every day at work because you know sometimes in certain jobs you have to deal with people who do crappy things (laughs) I was a middle school teacher for 10 years yeah you do (laughs) um that's amazing though. When my mom look up from her game of solitaire, I think that's brilliant. I might have to adopt this. I might be like, would Sarah's mom look up from her game of solitaire? I love that. And it's so funny because it triggered something in me. Um, <laughs> uh, my dad was the one I used to talk to a lot about things. Like he and I would get into deep talks. We would sit on the stairs, which I don't know why. We just sit on the stairs up to my bedroom. And we would talk about life, the universe, and everything. Um, and he always had this phrase. When people, when I would complain, you know, like you about like things that brought me down, he would say, don't pay no attention to kangaroos. <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. And in fact, in fact, fun side note there in the prequels of the Auntie Bell series, there's a character who is modeled after my dad, not a leading man. That's creepy, but like a side <laughs> character. And like, I worked that into the book and like in the book, like the main character's like, what but because it just always stood with stayed with me but don't pay no attention to kangaroos um that's hilarious i, I know it. it's so weird it's like the most <laughs> random phrase i have no idea where it came from but it is a thing that i will think of too and i hadn't that hadn't occurred to me to share until you said that but i absolutely love it um Aww. that's brilliant um i love that i love that like and you know everybody's parents are amazing but you know sometimes you know, you don't always agree on everything or you get into fights or whatever, but it's nice to hear us talk about our parents in this way and how like things that they've said to us resonate, you know? Yeah. I think it's also super awesome that we've turned a conversation about trolls into a conversation about how 
great and supportive our parents are. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Like, you know, overcome. Um, right. But we do have a little bit more time. So like, I guess I'll get into like the juicy part of it. Like, have you, do you want to, sh- do you have any stories about like actually having to handle like on social media? Like, do, have you been sucked into any of the drama? Like, do you have a troll story you want to tell? Like not just a negative review, but sometime that you were like, hold up. Um, yeah. Okay. So I probably used to do it more than I do now because now I'm just like busy writing mm-hmm. books. So I don't really have time to like police trolls on the internet. Um, but yeah, and I like, it was never any, I can't remember any like specific thing that I said, but like what I would normally do is I would just like, I don't know, like call the person out, you know, mm-hmm. and then typically that would I mean, and, you know, everybody handles things differently. I'm not saying you have to, like, call a douchebag out online. You don't have to. I think for a while that was, like, a fun way for me dealing with it. Now I just don't have time yeah. to do that. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I'd like to think that I have better things to do with my time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you, have you done it? Have you, or do you know somebody who has done that? Um, I remember any time anybody would try to like chirp at me that you would always have my back. You would like be in on the thread and be like, whoa. But neither of us are tweeting like or are involved in like the Twitter sort of chats that go on anymore as much because, again, you know, it's great. But like there's only so many hours. Um, So that sort of banter has kind of cut that off. I remember I did have some sort of rando troll last year who like she wouldn't even in the as the kids say at me about things but she was like she started like throwing all this shade about how like she was calling me like something O'Hara like is in Scarlet O'Hara and I was like first of all thanks Um, (laughs) second of all uh, you know second of all like I just remember like I became aware of this because somebody sort of made me they were like I think you have a troll and like they were going on about like and it was clear that again she wouldn't at me but like she was like on and on about like my content and it was like uh okay I don't know you but all right um (laughs) but it was funny because like I, I, I like checked out the wall and I was like wow you are shouting into the void like this was one of those Twitter people who, you know, no disrespect, or maybe a little bit, like, was tweeting basically a stream of consciousness. And it's like, and like, to what effect? And it's like, okay, um, go go yeah. ahead. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say there, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to keep doing me because, you know, you're, you're sort of like shouting about, like, I remember that some of it, like, I don't know, she was, like, talking about, like, the tropes of romance and, like, how, and it's, like, okay. It's just, like, all right, like, you know, you do what you need to do, because that's cool, uh, I guess, that you're living that much of a sad lifestyle. And, again, like, people live how they want to live. Like, you do what you need to do, but when you start, like, throwing personal attacks against me and the genre that I write, then it's, like, all right, but I'm not actually going to be, like, oh, okay, well, you know, hugs. It's, like, no, just go, just go, just go. You're fine, you're fine. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like like you were saying about writing and like the reviews. I, I don't know. I kind of want to bounce back there because I think it's a little bit more productive, honestly. I mean, it's funny to tell troll stories because it's just like, like, what else are you going to do? You know, it's like, OK. But um, in terms of reviews, I'm actually very uh, I don't like to leave bad reviews. Um, in fact, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels bad because, like, especially if, like, I know that 
Like I had said I was reading this book or I had tweeted about reading this book and then I kind of have to sort of like ghost it because I, I would rather do that. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but like if I, if I don't finish a book or if I'm just like, Oh God, I, like I don't want to put that on their wall. So like, I will just, you know, quietly stop talking about the fact that I'm reading it. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that's totally fine. Honestly, like you're not, um, you know, nobody is obligated to continue reading something that they don't enjoy, right. but you, you can also be like a decent human being about it too. You don't have to like go off on some tirade on social media about it. Um, right. I don't I, there are some people who think that that is necessary, but whatever, but yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like if a book was like somehow damaging to the, you know, social fabric, I mean, I might be like, you know, no, I didn't like this book, but like if I'm reading a book and I just don't personally care for it, I'm not of the, like, I, I just don't want to like put that out there. I'm just more like, okay, well, you know, I didn't like it and that's cool. Although it was funny cause I was having a conversation with, um, one of our podcasting friends, uh, Laura, who does what to read next. And she was saying that actually sometimes she goes for the negative review. She reads them because a lot of times the things that somebody's saying, she's like, Oh, give me that book. Cause it'll be like, Oh, there's too much sex in it. Or, Oh, it's too steamy. And she's like, bring it on, bring it on. And I'm like, actually, that's a really good point. So, you know, if you don't like my books, cause there's too much sex in it, you can tell people they'll be all right. Um, that's, but, that's, I love that she does that. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because like I was having this conversation, uh, with a friend, I mean, because I'm thinking romance, but I'm also thinking just like in general, the way in which people handled their distaste for something like mm-hmm. you don't like something. You want to share the fact that you don't like it. Cool. Like, please do. Like you have the right, as everybody else does, to engage in the in the you know social um, discourse. But there is a very big difference between you not enjoying something and calling it bad writing. OK, so and I mean we can be brutally honest there there is bad writing there is bad writing it exists we have probably all been guilty of it and hopefully cleaned it up but some books maybe are poorly written i'll say it i'll say it i'm not going to name any but i think that we can say that um but there is a very big difference between you didn't care for the book and the book was badly written or or the the show because what i'm actually thinking of is game game of thrones um which I didn't watch. I watched Trey Crowder do his Game of Thrones season eight recap, which is all I need. If you don't know who the liberal redneck is, you need to know that. Um, but I didn't watch it. But a lot of people felt such a way about that season. And it was like, OK, but is it actually badly written? Now I'm going to get hate DMs. Oh, my God. People are going to be like, it was badly written. I don't know. I don't know because I didn't watch it. But like, I just think that line between you didn't like it and it was badly written. Like, I can use Star Wars. Like, they're fun. Let them be yeah. fun. Right. Like, I don't know. You didn't like it versus it was badly written is an interesting, like dividing line. And I would just, I, I would like for people to consider that a little bit. Like you don't have to like it. You can tell me I didn't like it. Like I had somebody say they didn't like not suitable for work because they didn't relate to Celeste at all. They didn't, uh, they didn't think she was a realistic character. They didn't understand her pain. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't, that's not your experience. Okay. Right. I'm not like, that's not hate. That's like you tell them what you think. Cool. But like, if you're just like, Oh, this is trash. Cause it's a romance. I'm like, okay, well that's, that's actually not a thing. But anyway, so yeah, it's, it really is an interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think, um, I just like, I think it's important to 
remind people this, um, that there's always going to be people, you know, who have shit to say about literally anything you do, you could write the most perfect book that ever existed, and they would still find something to bitch about. Um, just, and I know that this is easier said than done, because I struggle with it too. Try not to let that get a hold of you remind yourself that you are out there like you're making shit happen you're writing books you're writing you're pursuing your passion while other people are just sitting around being negative and whining about stuff and i don't think you need to concern yourself with people like that and also i feel like a lot of these people if they saw you in person they wouldn't say these things to your face like it's very easy to be you know insulting and the anonymity of social media exactly yeah and I personally don't feel that I need to concern myself with anyone who you know is gonna take that sort of attitude and you know write those kind of comments I feel like I have better things to do and more important things to do in my day and and honestly like so many people um you know when you put your work out there a lot of people are going to support you and they're going to love it and um you know i'm not saying you have to like sit down and write like a list of all these awesome things people say and then you read it every time you feel um sad or anything like that but do something that reminds yourself that yeah maybe a couple people are being negative and annoying but like the vast majority love what you do the people who matter love what you do and that's all you need to concern yourself with so it's a very exposing experience it's a very vulnerable experience to put your writing out to the world um to put your writing out to one person is a very vulnerable experience and it i guess the whole point of this show is just you know to kind of laugh it up and like sort of laugh it off but at the same time too to remember like if you are a writer you know we talked about writer's block in the last episode and how like you don't have to not any one thing defines you but like if you're a writer and you have something you want to share find the outlet you want to share it and and just know that like like you just said there will be support and like it's okay that there will be people who want to not not support you like like you said I mean don't look up for your game of solitaire Exactly. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> well, that was very good for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Well, that was episode eight. I think we're on eight of the Quick yes. and Dirty Romance podcast. Wow, look at us go. If you haven't already read our books, oh my goodness, please be sure to do so. Uh, check them out after you've listened to this podcast. Uh, DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Please don't hate on me because I didn't watch Game of Thrones, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Roma- Romance. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Sky McD. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. And please check out our books. They are not suitable for work. And Off the Record by Sky McDonald and Faker by Sarah Smith. And thank you so much for listening. I just want to tell you that coming up this week, uh, Sarah and I are going to do a special video because I am going to be down in Nashville at uh, the Book Lovers Con 2020. And um, I'm very like brokenhearted that Sarah won't be with me. But we thought it would be fun to do a little thing out of Nashville. Uh, and of course, we'll have more episodes coming at you soon. So because I'm going to Nashville this week, uh, I'm going to close out today with a quote from Dolly Parton. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. See y'all soon. Bye, we'll see you next time.